podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Take as little as three minutes to see if you could save on motorcycle insurance with Progressive. Come on, you've spent more time than that debating your accessories. Could use some new riding gloves. Guess I'll go with black leather again. Ah, just seems so basic. Wait, what if I did white leather? People be like, hey, this guy's different. Or they might be like, hey, this guy looks like a butler. Yeah, okay. Black leather it is. Get a quote in as little as three minutes at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Welcome to this week's Five Year Plan podcast. Podcast two eleven sponsored. Two eleven sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with a K. Nice. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Oh, very oh. nice. That is the voice of Travis Endicott. Hello. Hello, welcome to the board. How are you? Very well. How's, very, very, how's very well. Budapest with Budapest was amazing. The Budapest Palace fan club. It was, I'm glad yeah. I didn't miss any games last out there because I know nothing <laughs> of any significance happened. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm glad I booked it at a good time when there was, you know, a game on a Saturday and there's there was no kind of yeah. TV people that are gonna change dates and any of that. You didn't nonsense. miss much. No, you didn't no, miss no, anything. No, how was our good friend Grey Jogging Bottoms? Akosh, amazing host. Showed us around the city, took us to a game, uh, Gabo Karali versus Torgeli. Oh, it was, a retro. it was a boring, boring, boring game, <laughs> but it was a good laugh. And I found a load of money and took him out for a few drinks afterwards. So thank you very much, Akush. You're a great person. There you oh, go. The, the perfect was, trip. The perfect oh, trip. It was. It was very, very good. Good. So Kevin Day's here. Hello. And Andy Street. Hello. Uh, so uh, Palace Leicester at the weekend. Yeah. Uh, two all draw. Yeah. Uh, Palace sort of clawing it back from from two 0 down. Kevin did. I just feel like Palace deserved to win that one actually over the band's play yeah I think on the day I actually I don't know why I found myself quite admiring Leicester on the day I thought it was actually a decent point uh, having seen it back and thought about it actually I think we probably did deserve a point yeah. uh, deserved three points to be perfectly honest I thought I was amazed that Shakespeare didn't make more changes because I think like most people I thought we were playing at the perfect time yeah they were everything that Arsenal weren't and Arsenal fans should have been made to watch that just to realise how tacky their performance had been on the Monday. But in the end, it was a it was a really good point. I thought, and considering that again, Wilf's going through one of those phases where he's bamboozling journalists because he didn't have his best game, and yet they still just say he's outstanding. Whatever. Uh, Luca didn't have his best game. Was probably at fault for the goal, but I still think we were plenty deserved a point and, possibly, and deserved all three. But I was actually at the end. I was really pleased with the. Because you know, Leicester had a little bit of pressure at the end. But was it a game actually, Andy? That was more about the resilience in the comeback. And after the game, Allardyce was talking about we're, mentally we're stronger, physically we're stronger. And actually, yeah, he made that point. He, he, he might as well have said out loud it wouldn't have happened under party. Yeah, he did. He's had a few of that this week yeah, actually. Yeah. Yes, yeah, instead of saying about uh, Townsend similar, but actually that was more about kind of the progress they've made in those kind of things, wasn't it? In the, in the last few months. Yes. 
Good. <laughs> no, it was. It was. It was. <laughs> but also, I think you, you only have to look at. We, we talked long and hard last week about about. You know, it's a strong word, hate. You know. We talked. We talked long and hard last week, didn't we, about Kabay and about how he was playing further forward and and his his goal was a case in point because if Pardew was manager, Kabay would have been on the edge of the the, yeah. the centre circle. He wouldn't have been on the edge of the box. Yeah. And he was there to pick up the pieces and finished it well. And then, I mean, Townsend had another. Well, really, another cracking game. Yeah. So it wasn't. It was actually we showed different qualities than we showed against Arsenal yeah. because we didn't have to do any digging in against Arsenal. We we did in that game. We rode our luck a little bit. It was re- it was very much a game, wasn't it, Travis? That encapsula- encapsulates Allardyce's uh, respect the point policy. Yeah. Wasn't it? And the game. Oh no, we said it earlier. Maybe under party we had lost. But all, after the game, the players came out. They all said respect the point. Allardyce said respect the point. After thirty five now. It's, it was a mature performance. Very mature. It was something that we definitely wouldn't have seen over the last year and a half. And it's almost like we've forgotten that the group of players that had been doing that mm. before yeah. Padre had joined could still do that. Yeah. And it, it is that, that turnaround. The first few weeks and people are getting a little bit nervous, just going, is it going to happen? Had that little two-week break and then suddenly it's just been a completely different thing. Yeah. Two, two games and then the, the fans are now behind everyone. You can just see there's a bit of drive in everyone. Yeah. And if we were under Padre, we would have we would have come back two two. Don't get me wrong, but we would have ended up losing it five three <laughs> in the last <laughs> kind of in, Pardew, in, in injury time. Padre wouldn't have taken Zahar off from MacArthur, would he? No, no and, and that's and the respect thing, the point. And, and another thing that Allardyce did after the game, which I really liked, was uh, on the throw in. He just said, "Yeah, we worked on that all week. They didn't. They didn't do what they were supposed to." Yeah. They he forgot. said they forgot. Yeah, they he, forgot said, forgot he, said, he said they forgot, and he just he just blamed them all. But what was interesting about that is that the players, because I thought it was interesting that they trained at Sellers Park to replicate it, not mm. on the training ground, because he said you have to see the ball coming out of the stands and from that exact position. Yeah. But the players afterwards went, oh yeah, sorry about that, we, that was that was our fault, which again, that, that wouldn't have happened, there just would have, would have been recriminations all the way around. And even when the goal went in, they weren't having to go at each other, they are saying, well, come on, we need to... Yeah. But the respect the point thing is interesting, because both sides afterwards, it was like the end of a... Cup game. They were both congratulating each other. The, 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 both sets of players clearly thought it was a point, mm-hmm. a point gained, mm. and that, that, I think that's the first time we've seen that respect the point thing so graphically yeah. illustrated. That ten minutes from the end, we want okay. Well, let's yeah. we've got back into this game. I said before the match yeah. probably need three more points, and you, you saw with the other results the way they went on yeah. Saturday and over the weekend. Generally, even sort of leading to Middlesbrough, Middlesbrough's loss last yeah. night to. to a slightly more resilient Arsenal that if you grind out two, two or three more of them then, then it's over and done with and, and we're safe and it was kind of one of those where previous Palace teams would have gone to pieces after yeah. realising they'd made a bit of a tactical error in forgetting all the sort of drilling and preparation they'd done for for a specific set piece situation that didn't happen even after going 2-0 down to a really soft goal that Culminated in a particularly bad goalkeeping error from Wayne Hennessy. Ah, I knew you'd get that in. Thank well, you very no, much. He wasn't Somewhere. the fault for that goal. It was the second goal. Second goal, second I think. Goal, I no, wouldn't. that's why I, I meant for the second goal. Right. Oh. Uh, but I thought, I thought he could have probably done better on the first goal too. Um, well, so no, to no, 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 to be fair, because he that's part of the thing they would have trained for. He, it's not his job to deal with that. He was let down it was by Milo, it. It's his job not to be, to be completely grounded and not to actually put any sort of effort to try and claw it back out. Yeah, he's he com- he's wrong com- completely wrong-footed by that, and yeah. he's. Uh, it wasn't. He wasn't totally at fault for that. 
I'm not totally at fault, but partially at fault. You're wasting your ammunition on that one. You've got a free hit for you second goal. <laughs> yeah. just, just well, that one was self-evident. I need a more difficult argument. <laughs> I'm not taking the easy <laughs> argument here. Everyone can see the second goal. I was right behind that because we were in an annual visit to a box, so we were right behind that goal with Tom, obviously the goalkeeper. And the first thing we, I said, Ah, Jesus. And the first thing Tom went was, oh, Streety's going to love that, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what, Tom? You were right. But to, to go 2-0 down, yeah. and to go 2-0 down at the stage of the game that we did, even I was thinking, oh, God, we're going to do this until the rest of the season. We're going to yeah. have a really encouraging result, yeah. then a really poor yeah. result. And, and we were all a little bit deflated after the Southampton game, if we were honest yeah, yeah. about it, to the extent that some people were coming out with some fairly nonsensical Looks, yeah. sort of end-of-days type <laughs> <laughs> prophesying. So it was quite nice to get almost a sort of dull point out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the other thing as well, we talked about him not being Tony Pulis. I haven't really noticed it before, but when you watch it from one end, the amount of players we get in the box, yeah. compared to how we used to, yeah, the amount of midfield players we get, there was one stage, even with, with two all, we had five players in the box. Yeah. And then you could sense them going, well, okay, it's the whole respect the point mentality came because in. Because they're fitter. They're fitter, so they're able to cover more ground. Well, it's not just that, though. It's just the way our starting position is different. The players are we're playing in a different way. The fullbacks are getting forward in a much better much stronger much more positive way because again I thought Schlupp was slightly at fault for the goal but apart from that I thought Schlupp had a really good a really good game when he was up against Mahrez for the, a lot I don't think he's a fullback to be honest I don't think he would say he's a fullback he's, he's a left wing back ideally and occasionally a standing left winger but Dan Hunt, yeah, he's not a specialist left back but it does it's it's we bought a player who can play in three different positions. Yeah, well, this is the thing because I've made I've made a note on here saying is Schlub just a backup because obviously he got taken off for Van Arnholt uh, and I thought we looked a bit more solid with Van Arnholt to be yeah. honest in, in the back four. But I guess your point is right. Maybe he's not he's not a fullback. So he's, but does that mean that he's always going to be behind Townsend and that just makes it a bit strange to spend that much money on him? Then really doesn't it to spend sort of nine to eleven million quid on someone who's not really ever going to be first string? I don't think so. I've, no, I think that if we want to be. A, a halfway successful Premier League club that's exactly the sort of player we should be spending that money on rather than Jordan Much or Chung Young Lee who, who are versatile but not as good as he, the fact is that he's he would get in arguably to eight or nine teams as a left back Sunderland would play him as a left back Middlesbrough would play him Sunderland as a left back Sunderland would pay you as a left back <laughs> they, they, they have done twice this season so to miss a pod, you, you're winning their yeah, yeah, so. Townsend was exactly. has only changed his form since we got him it's almost like oh wait there's someone who's in my position who's going to give me a bit of a challenge here yeah. Yeah. the new manager's brought in let me up my own game yeah, yeah. he's the quality he, he's, yeah. he, you know, he was a squad player at Leicester last season so he's a squad player for the champions so mm. he's exactly the quality of squad player we should be looking for because he's better than other players that we so, brought in before, so is that so what we need in the summer then we need to go and find more schlups for different positions to make sure that we've got sounds great sounds like a proper cat skill we need more schlups <laughs> <laughs> get more schlups get more schlups here but but three no, positions no, no, we get no, in no, that competition no, I, no I, I would I would want to buy another I don't know what the Remy situation is no we'd want I would rather have two specialists than four jack of all trades I'm saying he's, he's, he's a useful one to have in the squad no I'd rather we, we need a right back Without a doubt, and we need another goal scorer, and we need a centre back. <laughs> Keep, going. Every other Keep, going. Is, Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. And we need a new goalkeeper. Well, we might do oh. if he's bought by a Champions League team. Yeah, no, it's true. There's if who's bought by a Champions? If Hennessy's bought by a Champions League team, which is current form, he <laughs> might be. Then. Well, he wasn't. He was. Maybe, he maybe was. Cork City or whoever. Well, qualified your tweet the other day. I know you, it came out as Championship, but you clearly meant Champions League quality when you said Hennessy's. Just about championship. I'm just. I'm not rising to this. I did the other day, so I'm not rising to it again. <laughs> I, I think no, again, I'll, I'll say it. Some blue in the face. I don't. If another goalkeeper becomes available, but I don't think he's. 
Alan Darcy's priorities. No, I mean, he also, will who be else is that who's, who's arguing about him? Don't, don't say Begovic, because, yeah. Well, no, there's no argument about that. Begovic is the better it's, goalkeeper. Begovic would bail the team out when they haven't had a lot of shots against them. And Jamie Vardy cuts back, puts in a really weak shot on his left foot that is easily within reach. Well, well, he, he, did he did reach it. He did reach it. Because he dives like a Sabutio goalkeeper. He let it through his well, hands. Not that, he just didn't move, his, didn't move his feet. I mean, it was no. so he had time. It's clear where Vardy was going to put it. Yeah. All he had to do is, it's almost, and again, I actually said to Tom Arthurs, I blame you. Because you've spent the last two years saying, <laughs> look at that idiot. He keeps taking a step to his right at free kicks. So all Hennessy can hear is said is don't take a step to my right. Don't take I don't a step think Hennessy right. listens to the podcast. Of course he does. That's why he's lost weight. <laughs> but it, 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 he's been so paranoid about not taking a step to his right that he didn't take a step to his right. All he had to do was take a step to his right and he saved that, basically. But for some reason he he, he left that side of the goal completely yeah. open and he had time to do it because it was clear what, yeah. what Vardy was doing. He did a long doing, sort of cut so inside. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. To be fair to Hennessy... Goodbye was at fault as well, by the way. Goodbye well, didn't check. Goodbye yeah. didn't ch- check. There was three battles there. Wilf lost yeah. his battle with Mares. He did, and then um, Schlupp lost his battle with Vardy as and well. Hennessy so lost Kibai. his battle with his own feet. <laughs> yeah, Kibai stopped. Kibai let. let yeah, him so go there was. Th- it wasn't yeah. just Hennessy, but you yeah. know he will be disappointed to have let two shots on target on Saturday, both result in goals. Yeah, no, I'm not having him blamed for the first one. To be perfectly honest, I, don't, I generally don't think he was acting under instructions. He shouldn't shouldn't have got to hoof in the first place. So, to be fair, that is probably Luca's first mistake. You know, really, since big big mistake since joining. It was his man. It was his man. It was. He gave the ball away a couple of times on. Well, the thing is with Luca is that, in the same way that what he does doesn't stand out, what he doesn't do doesn't stand out. Even his errors are less glaring because what he does is very simple. Mm. He wins the ball and he he passes it to. He's a bit of a stat player almost, like that Jedi was. He didn't, didn't never stand out, but his stats, his stats yeah, he's, yeah. he's doing what he needs to be doing. He made that error in the Stoke game, didn't he, where he didn't track Joe yeah, Allen. Joe Allen, yeah. I think yeah. That, that's the only one that... Well, that's his first game. Which probably speaks it? to how good he's been. That you yeah, can only yeah, 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 record yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Can I just... On the, on, on the subject of the long throws, we had a tweet from Martin Patrick. Hi, Martin. Martin. And he's put, Knowing the threat posed by Fuchs' long throws, should Allardyce have asked for the advertising hoardings to be moved closer <laughs> to the pitch? Is that something you can do? No. Well, you, I don't know if you can or can't, but those advertising hoardings weigh several tonnes now with all the equipment in because mm. of all the electronic stuff, so they'll be wired up, I imagine. But actually, that's a really that's a really good idea. You could do that, maybe. Just squeeze them a bit further forward. Well, you can. I mean, you can, you can adjust the size of the pitch as much as you want within the given parameters. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure, sure if that's it's possible, then Tony Pulis would have tried it this season. I like his thinking. True. Yeah. Um, okay. So we touched on Andros Townsend earlier. Yeah. Another great game, uh, and we had said earlier in the f- uh, podcast a few weeks ago it was possibly down to Sammy Lee having a word or uh, an up in form. But do you think it's fair to call him Andy the most improved player under Allardyce? Uh, I think quite easily. Really, some people have been talking about Kelly because he's had a tiny bit of a renaissance recently. But <laughs> no, he's been good. I think that's probably more just that he's looking solid rather than that he's looking floundering whereas and he's playing in the position that we signed him to play in well, yeah, quite. Finally getting a whereas Townsend does look genuinely like he's done really really well <laughs> and having come from a base of looking completely lacklustre um, I, I think he's struggled to find anyone who has made quite that leap and he's gone from uh, it's just the energy levels he's, he's gone from sort of showing absolutely you know very little, if any, intensity on the pitch. They're now really looking like he wants it at all points. In the last couple of games, I think he's covered the most ground out of any player mm. he's played. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he's also definitely did against Arsenal. I'm pretty sure of that. Well, I'd say definitely, and I'm pretty sure. I contradict myself Either he's developed a bit of pace, or he just was lazy when he first came because he didn't show that level of pace before. And he's stopped being a one-trick pony like he was. He's stopped that. You know, he seems happy to play where he's playing, and the quality of his crossing is. Yeah, just much, much better. He just—I think he just joined a very disillusioned squad. Yeah, because none, none of that team, even though they got CFA Cup final last season, could look at themselves and say they did as well as they should have done in the league. And it was the kind of the beginning of that. Oh God, Padre shouldn't really be here type of thing. Yeah, and he's kind of joined that setup after being made probably given a load of promises by yeah. a few people, and has joined and gone. Ah, what have I just done? But fair play to him. He, well, the promises thing. Thought he was pushing a move yeah. in January. He didn't do any. Also, he's, he's not showing his, his I mean, in, in January, none of us would have been that fussed. We thought he was going to go to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. It would have been a case of good riddance. But I think as well, whether it's Allardyce, whether it's his, his dad, his agent, or whether somebody said to him, you look at some of the wide players in that last England squad, he should be in the England squad. So maybe he's, he's trying to play his way back into well, the... He did, he did get into the England squad at the beginning of the season, yeah. didn't he? Over Wilf, yeah, wasn't yeah. it? Before yeah. Wilf yeah, chose... Before Wilf chose... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, the, well, that's the, why everyone was saying it's a bit of a joke. He's been at his worst form. Yeah, because at the time, Wilf was, yeah. was playing better. Would you arguably now, do you think, on current form, could, could he be back in the England squad? Oh, yeah, compared to Nathan Redmond or some of the other people that are in the England squad. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, you, you, definitely. And again... It's, it'd be intriguing to. I mean, he mentions Allardyce in just about every interview, so you can only assume that that's for yeah. a reason. You can only assume that he's fitter as well. You can only assume that they're all enjoying playing football much more than they used to. And again, it helps. He's he's doing his defensive duties, but he doesn't have to do them. Which mm-hmm. is a, a you know, there's a kind of there was a time in the first part of the season when you could see Wilf and him grudgingly doing what they had to do, and also because they knew that they had to because we were struggling down the flanks. But now they know we're much better marshalled in, in defence. We've got much more midfield cover, so they've got a bit of freedom to to play some football. Because, of course, somebody like him and Wilf want to play their football further up the pitch. And there's also the uh, thing of them of them changing flanks. Because as I said after the Leicester game, I think someone opposed the question about, I think what you touched on there, Travis, that uh, he'd been made promises earlier in the season, Townsend, oh, you'll play on this side, yes. and you won't play on this side if you don't want to. And Anadai said that's that's rubbish. They can they can play wherever they want. If they want to play right or left, they can switch and whatever. And and now we're seeing two players flourishing, aren't we? So I don't know. I I guess in a way, that's another way that he's sort of freed up Townsend, isn't he? And he just sort of let him let let flair players like that just play how they want to, and you'll get the best out of them. Well, but equally, those players know that when the team doesn't have the ball, they've got certain responsibilities and they have to maintain certain disciplined roles. Uh, but still being given the licence once the ball's been retained to do something with it. And I'm not sure if Townsend fits in the shape of the England team the way they play at the moment, but you'd be hard-pressed to say that, aside from Sterling, who's obviously in a different league, and from Redmond, who I think is probably a better player significantly, uh, there aren't many other wingers out there or wide players. think he's a better player than Redmond? Or Redmond's I think Redmond's a better player significantly well, would, than, well, than, than Townsend. I, I would disagree with I think they're different. I think they're different players. I think I, I disagree totally. I don't think Redmond's anywhere near international quality, to be perfectly honest. But I think what's interesting is somebody said on Saturday is that Townsend's now kind of assuming the Balassi, the Balassi role is much more straightforward. That he's, he's tending to he'll get the ball and knock it past the defender and run mm-hmm. rather than you know Wilf will be trying to beat them by skill and power rather than pace. Whereas down the other side, Townsend is like knocking it into space and chasing mm-hmm. it. And he's for me, he's a slightly more intelligent Balassi with more better end at the moment, better end product. Well, he's getting assists. He got an assist on yeah. Saturday with a nice ball to Benteke. Was that a far by Benteke on the no. defender? First time I saw it, I've assumed that Mike Dean was had 
giving a free kick because I yeah. didn't bother celebrating because I couldn't see how it was allowed. But then when you watch it, it's a brilliant goal because his hands are by his side for the whole time. He, he just took a while, didn't he, to lean sort of forward. It's like a ski jumper, but his arms are by his side. <laughs> but he just, his arms are by his side. He doesn't use his arms to propel himself. He doesn't push the defender. Mm. He just, and he did it a lot. He tried to isolate himself one-on-one with the other centre-back rather than Hoof. Mm-hmm. He was just stronger. And, you know, if you're using Streety's logic, then Schmeichel was as much to blame for that goal as Hennessy was to blame for Arthur's goal because he didn't come and he just stood there and watched it. Do you think, I, in no, a way, sorry, he I, watched I didn't it. realise this was a Leicester City podcast. No, but to it's, uh, you know, their Do you think he thought watched it in a way that he thought maybe a foul was going to be given? I like think they all thought the foul was going to be given. And hats off to Shakespeare for not making too much of a fuss about it because Leicester are a very physical, strong side. They mm-hmm. scored a lot of goals. Morgan Hoof scored a lot of goals like that for free kicks last year, so they can't really complain. But I thought it was just really good centre forward play and a perfect cross. Yeah, just in the same way yeah. as the goal he scores up at Middlesbrough, he gets up earlier, yeah. dominates yeah. the guy in the yeah. air, and just uses and his, his physicality yeah. and hangs in the air. Yeah. Like you can say that he used the other guy for leverage. He no, just he just physically dominates him. Yeah, the, the, the his calf muscles must be incredible. The spring <laughs> yeah. is just astonishing. Yeah, to do that without using your elbows for le- for to leave yourself up is brilliant. Speaking of someone that dominates, uh, Saka obviously had a good game, but I noticed at the end of the game when he walked off. He was devastated that we hadn't won that. He literally, because in previous games he's gone up to the crowd, hasn't he, and clapped to home stuff. Yeah. He walked off head down, did two claps to the crowd, didn't look at them, and walked off like Palace just lost 5 0. Is that an indication of sort of a change in mentality in a, in a team, do you think, that actually they should be, they're, they're looking for better results than this, looking, looking up? Yeah, I don't think. I mean, for all that the players were pleased with the point, they didn't celebrate as though, yeah, the, both teams, there was a mutual respect from both teams. I mean, the worrying thing about Sacco is that he can't play against Liverpool. Is the, mm-hmm. the big, the big problem. So Christ knows what he's going to do. Yeah, we'll uh, come on to that. Yeah, but, I think um, if we had won that game, he wouldn't have celebrated it as much as the last yeah. couple anyway, because it was Arsenal and Chelsea. You don't yeah. expect to beat those teams every day anyway, and yeah. a massive, massive result. But it just yeah, also like 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 massive, if you were still playing at Liverpool, those would have been fairly big. Well, well, they, they celebrated the West Brom game, didn't they? I think also as well with Sacco's job, as we know. And it is that he's been given the responsibility to marshal the defence. So there's two goals that we conceded that were pretty poor defensively. Mm-hmm. And I should think, just as a matter of professional pride, he would have been upset with the first goal in particular, especially if they had spent all that time mm. practicing for it. So that's an indication that there are still things to to work on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah no, I, to be fair, I hadn't noticed that at the end because I was too busy. It just looked to me like a sort of player, a certain player who's just. Setting the standard higher of what it's Palace like should be you doing. And you've just had a nine out of ten gig. You just <laughs> I wouldn't off, even know what that is. You to trudge honest, off disconsolately rather than <laughs> punching the air of delight. Like, um, so we're happy after that. You know, it's only a point, but we're. I think there's a lot of positives. Oh, there, look, if it? you'd said beforehand, well, I'll offer you four points out of Arsenal, Leicester, you'd have been very happy with. Yeah, with that. Yeah, I mean that's uh, as still champions, and now they were. Second, it, 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 second and third in the current form league, wasn't it? Tottenham. Yeah. So it was along with us, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So we were second and third in the current form league. So it was two decent sides. Yeah. And that's sixteen yeah. points now from last twenty-one. Yeah. Which is, you know, I mean, it's not relegation form, is it? It's well, it's nice. there's no logic to these people that still even on Saturday after the game go, well, if we don't win another game, Swansea could only have to win two. It's like, well, where's the logic? In saying that we're not going to win another game, I'm yeah. surprised these people even leave the house because of the theoretical possibility they might just, get hit by a bus. Well, they, these were people that <laughs> yeah, were it really, might happen. These were, my lining. Well, it's, 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 lining. it seems yeah. that there are a couple of people who are still so unhappy with Allardyce that they would rather see us go down than, than him succeed. But the fact is, there's no. Does any? Do you think we're not going to get points out of Hull and Burnley at home? 
is there any reason to think we can't pick up a spare point out of, you know, and that's assuming that Swansea are going to, you saw what happened as we were last night, they put up a spirited fight, they're not as good as we are. Yeah. And Swansea can't Swansea even buy a goal no. at the moment. How, so, or what, at what point are people still angry at Allardyce? Do you mean his appointment in general or the way we've played or what? Because yeah, like, current form is so good. It's like, say, Ed showed me a tweet last night saying Allardyce has to go at the end of the season, we need a better manager. So if we're going to move where's forward. the logic to that? No, no. Well, it's also, it's not as funny as a tweet Ed showed me from a Brighton fan saying, Palace have got two cup finals next season now we've gone up Edward, <laughs> Edward I think you'll find the cup final was our actual cup final <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay right okay well let's wrap up part one there in part two we have got a lot of questions from our listeners so Ooh. do you want us after the break Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Uh, it's not a dance, mate. Um, Pod211, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Vector with that? And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. Good. I, I had no idea you were such a cultural snob. I'm not a cultural the, the, snob. The, I like darts. The, this look on your face when you say it's not the darts, mate. Look, you should I'm be impressed that he knows to associate that music with the darts. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. That's well, a good point, yeah. He didn't think it was... Showed to- a bit of awareness there. Didn't I think am, it was I am, Tosca, I am culturally it? aware. He read um, a feature in The Guardian, I think, about it. Uh, I forgot to mention at the start of the pod, we have got a very special auction going on right now on the FYP Twitter uh, where you can win... Match worn Andy Johnson boots and shirts from last year's Renth game. Which they're not carries... a bit mouldy after all that time. I think only played them. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I only it's played the, them once. It's the third time we've auctioned them, isn't it? <laughs> the first time. Uh, obviously, Travis and I played in that game. Yeah. Uh, How can I bid? Palace. Let me get there. Palace won three two, two 0 down. Johnson yeah. scored in the last minute, so it's yeah. match scoring boot. Uh, goal at the goal Amex as well. At the Amex as well. And he's uh, got the equaliser. Yeah. Only yeah. year it's going to be at the Amex as well, so that's a record. Well, a bit of professional footballer playing the Sunday League team. That's good. Well, uh, a bit better than Sunday <laughs> League. Lower Brighton Sunday league. Lower Saturday so league. Okay. So we've got signed Andy Johnson shirt, signed Andy Johnson boots, left and right. Footed yeah. and uh, signed Sean Derry shirt from that game Ooh, as well, nice. and you can bid for them on the FYP Twitter. The it, it's ongoing until Friday, I believe, uh, the auction, and uh, you can get involved by using uh, hashtags uh, to do your bid. The hashtags are as follows. Well, you can go to the, our Twitter; it's all there, which is twitter.com/slash/fypfanzine. But if you want to bid for the AJ Left Boot, it's AJ8LB. That's currently at 80 quid oh no 50 quid uh, the uh, right boot is AJ8RB that's 80 quid the shirt is AJ8S that's 150 quid already and the Sean Derry is SD20S which is a 50 quid is do anyone need to pull their act together I spent more than that on a Stuart O'Keefe shirt the Sean <laughs> Derry played in a play- oh, so did Stuart O'Keefe but Sean Derry captained Palace in a playoff you're, yeah. uh, you're a highly paid lawyer is there a way in these times of austerity where people that are cash strapped can maybe offer a couple of hours gardening <laughs> to who? To us or to Sean Derry? Yeah, it's, just like, it's a bit unfair for people who haven't got any money, isn't it? Well, but the money's going towards a, a worthy cause. Well, oh, maybe, okay, maybe they, they could all club together and bid, bid for, like, you know, use, use the shirt like a day a week or something. Get like a, a syndicate going. Whoa, the, it's the, like being in Oliver Twist. The Whoa, money, the money. Mr. Grad Grind over there. <laughs> Jeez. I think you'll find that that was in hard times. It was in hard Oliver times, Twist. exactly. Oh, God. <laughs> the money is going towards the, Robert, the Robert Eaton <laughs> Memorial Fund, of Whoa. course, and also the Croydon Tram Victim Fund as well. So it's some worthy causes as well. Uh, so get bidding. It ends on Friday, I believe. Uh, let's see if we can get some, some more money involved in that. So let's have, in fact, seeing as we're talking about Renf, 
let's have some Brighton themed questions because we've had quite a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm going to just get them out of the way. Well, why are they Brighton themed questions? I've not seen them mentioned much in the media over the last few days. Oh, yeah. do you know what? It's going to be. It's ridiculous, isn't I it? I would say. Allowing for a little bit of exaggeration for comic effect, I would say 98% of all football TV producers live in Brighton <laughs> and have season tickets as well. For, they are going to be... I would imagine their first four games will be on telly next year. Yeah. I might buy a half-and-half half stand concession. It's going to be brilliant for Vector. If Vector just make half-and-half half scarves, because they're going to be going through the roof. I yeah. might start a Labrador... And in Sussex. I might, I might start a Labrador dog-walking session as well for all those plastic Brighton fans who can't walk their dogs for two hours when they get to Brighton. They are going to I was I was actually under normal circumstances I'd have been furious that Theresa May called a snap election today but it got bright enough to pay for it <laughs> so for once I was actually quite pleased that it wasn't all over the BBC website We're gonna, I mean, it's gonna the be most d- amazing thing ever happened to Brighton Glenn Murray seems to have forgotten that Brighton fans were chanting that he hoped he died when he, when he, yeah, he got but, injured Yeah, it's so. going to be a whole season of this though isn't it and Steve Sidwell seems to have forgotten it's not 2004 anymore yeah. so him playing in the Premier League is going to be interesting Okay, well, listen, let's get the no questions out of the way. Plucky little Brighton. Someone said Plucky Brighton on Radio 5 last night. All it's taken is £200 million pounds worth of debt. Exactly, yeah. I don't think any club that has clappers is allowed to be called yeah. Or sponsored Plucky. by American Express. Yeah, exactly. Or have a brand new paid for. Aren't their fans going to be very confused when they play like Liverpool and Chelsea and Arsenal? Yeah. Not going to know who to clap. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. We don't know who they're going to. Yeah. Okay, ben, uh, Allen, ben Allen says Is it possible to go the whole podcast without referencing them lot on the, on the road? Them lot down the road getting promoted. No, we've done it already. No, sorry, Ben. Um, <laughs> Graham Mackay says, there is not an insignificant chance of Armageddon before Brighton play a single <laughs> Premier League game. On balance, do we think this would be a good thing? As, yeah, see my comments about Theresa May. That <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not in favour of nuclear war in general, but, you know. Oh, that. Yeah. Needs I, must. I was getting confused <laughs> there as to what you meant. Okay. Um, Dominic... Dom Don uh, Donatonio Donatonio long name says Glenn Murray back at Stellhurst weird right well I, if Glenn Murray won't get anywhere near the first team like that if they want to have any ambitions of staying up or beating I imagine, us I imagine Glenn Murray will be a championship team next season that's but they need yeah. eight new first teamers at least oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they're very good there was an intelligent Brighton fan on uh it was about 65 years of age he sounded like but he said, he said that it's going to be a real struggle with the team we got yeah basically. well it's true no, but I did, it made me laugh very much listening to the Wolves game hearing Brighton fans singing we're coming for you oh Crystal Palace we're coming for you yeah they are they yeah. are a little bit obsessed oh, right. um, hang on uh, Lelic says would you take six points against Tottenham and Man United guaranteed or six against Brighton next year Guaranteed as well. Yeah. He said, provided we stay up. Well, come on, mate. We're going to... Brian, I would take... If we could be guaranteed to stay up on like 28 points... Yeah, but hang to, on. If we, to, we, 28 we, those to be... I don't think we can have... Six the, to be against Brighton. I would take the hey, six I don't points. think we can have the caveat if we're guaranteed to stay up because it's a pointless... Of course we're going to take the points <laughs> yeah, against Brighton. Yeah. Let's, say, let's have we can't stay up. <laughs> let's not guarantee we're staying up. We don't need... A, fate doesn't have to offer us a six points. I, I, I just hope that we don't play them. I hope if the fixed computer... I don't think there's a little man inside the fixture computer working out what a pencil and paper is it, so there's no point in me threatening him. But if we don't get a Boxing Day game, either home yeah. or away to Brighton, yeah. I will be cross. If it's some scrappy Wednesday night thing in September, I'll be... It probably, it probably will be. I won't, we'll have to be on telly. It's got to be. Yeah, it will be, both of them. Just on and the... then well, all of us are going to make 
we'll get all of us will get some guaranteed media appearances say well it stems back to the 90s <laughs> yeah Alan Mullery and, and yeah. Seagulls and, yeah uh, uh, Mullery and Venables hating each other yeah we are a long way apart yeah you're yeah, right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this I know where I fall in this camp but Steve S Hi, Steve. has Steve. said do we A look forward to beating Brighton next season yes B wish they were safely a division or more below or C wish they'd gone out of business I wouldn't want to see any football club go out of business. I, <laughs> not any? Not really, no. Not for no, the fans. I not no, I wouldn't see any club not go out of business. No, I wouldn't like to see any club go out of business. So, oh, no, no. The, 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 the Millwall thing that's happening in the Millwall, all football fans should get behind preventing that those shenanigans. But yeah, I agree. Luckily, one of my best mates is a Hereford fan. Hered, they hate Brighton more than we do, if it's possible, because remember when it was down to Hereford or Brighton who went out of the league back in oh, the right. 90s? When... when the whole media thing when they were both they ended up playing each other they were bottom of division four at the time the whole media thing was like Hereford might as well not existed it's all well, Brighton have got to stay so Brighton. what you're saying is this is all Hereford's fault no well a little bit but again I wouldn't so say if we need to blame someone the answer Brighton to the question I know Street you disagree I know Street you'd rather be have them in the same division to publicly beat them I no. would always I would prefer them to be two divisions below us yeah. safely same but at the same time I am quite looking forward to the fact that we can the, the public can see across the world who the better fans are and that some of us don't need clackers. Regardless of what well, happens on the pitch, we'll win that battle. Yeah, which for down. me is just as important. Yeah. Basically. Uh, and also, that's one that I was really pleased, I don't know if you, those of you who watched the Leicester game last night, Gary Neville, who seems to quite like Palace, mm-hmm. who said at half-time last night that um, Arsenal would, would prepare themselves tactically for a, a battle and a, a seller-style atmosphere. And he said, this Middlesbrough team aren't capable of Mm. playing like Palette and he said you can't recreate the atmosphere at Sellers Park in a stadium like this you can't yeah. fake it it's like so hint hint Brighton yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think the timing was I think the timing was, <laughs> was there for all to see good man yeah but it's, it's ridiculous the love the loving on Sky in particular on yeah. BBC is yeah and I, I know we've benefited from journalists talking about the atmosphere at Palace but Brighton people love Brighton so unfortunately it's, it's going to have to get used to it it's going to be even know, come, yeah. I've forgotten my answer to that question if you'd asked me four years ago I would have been able to, to say it but I've kind of forgotten they existed <laughs> it's like the type of guy who comes up to you in the pub if Brighton was a man he'll come up to you in the pub and go have you, just, have you seen Breaking Bad it's a great show and you said oh I bet you're four years late <laughs> <laughs> I would have been excited about it if you'd told me about this four years ago <laughs> <laughs> sorry he's <laughs> done I'm interested to that because I think you know the fact that they weren't in the same division as us for so long, the fact that Coppel was their manager for a while, I think there was probably a generation of Palace fans who didn't quite hmm. add the same intensity. But I think that's back with a, yeah. a vengeance. Well, more, so, more so, I just think, just because even if you didn't grow up hating Brighton, just the smugness that oh. kind of waves up from the South Coast it's just annoying more than anything, mm-hmm. and that's uh, a reason in itself. Yeah, okay, all right, let's move on from talking about uh, well, from talking the about majority of their fans. Support and is the majority of people that go to that game are fans of other teams that live so far away from the clubs. Yeah, they, they just right, I'm going to buy a season yeah. to get there because yeah, they've yeah. got a new ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They weren't part of the five thousand that they would do. And they've still got Bruno in their defence. Bruno, the one who got had up by Balassi when Balassi wasn't even that good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was the guy that they spent more money on than our entire promotion squad put together. The fact that I don't know his name highlights there the point. There you go. Good point. There you go. Okay. Oh, it was Spanish lad, wasn't it? Who? Yeah, Spanish lad. It's as close as I get. Speaking of speaking of Balassi, then <laughs> speaking of Balassi, uh, Tef Tefu. Hi Tefu. Hi Tefu. Says based on current form, would you swap Townsend for a fully fit Balassi given the opportunity? That's a good question. Oh. I would like the op- the option, but 
probably no. In terms of currently no, currently no. Mm-hmm. In terms of yeah. uh, Ed's just appeared shaking his head. So I agree with Ed if Ed is implying that you're wrong. Uh, I kind of I, I think I'd go Bal- I'd probably still go Balassi I think of course you go for Balassi mem- yeah because we, we haven't got the same bank full of memories that we've got yeah. with Townsend and you know Balassi got us to our feet you know, I, I think let's see if Townsend can keep this up mm-hmm. I mean Townsend hasn't got that physical strength that Balassi had Townsend hasn't got that you know, out of nothing Balassi would win the ball back or barge somebody off, off the mm. ball and set something up but but he's got the like today, he's got the crosses you know, but, he's, he's but Townsend's a, probably a more complete footballer but no at the moment no I, it's, it is a good question but I, I yeah, it's a good question it's a good question, it's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. yeah but, but, it, but yeah. doesn't isn't it indicative, indicative of how good that Townsend has been recently a few months yeah, ago we would have said Balassi absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. you know no question how about from Streety we put Balassi in goal then <laughs> but it's got better feet so. yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that is a good point actually there JD that we wouldn't have it yeah. wouldn't have even been a question yeah so um, okay Devon Mendenhall hi Devon. Devon he says I want your honest opinion on Punchin okay, actually playing not captain should he be replaced in the starting lineup next year next regardless year. of the captaincy oh. next year that's two good questions in a row, isn't it? I, don't know. I would say no personally. I, I really like Punchin. I think he's thriving as captain, even if he's not quite delivering what he would like on the pitch. I think he's plays an important role. First couple of games, I, I thought he was more important as a captain than, than as a player. But I think the last, I think against Arsenal, he was arguably his best game for a long time, just basically breaking up Arsenal play where Kabai was mm-hmm. at the start of the season. I thought he was a proper. Again, it comes back to that Milivojevic thing. It's like you don't really know because what he, he's not doing spectacular stuff anymore. He's just breaking up their play in a very disciplined mm-hmm. sort of way. He's not giving free kicks away. But he uses it so well. Every time he gets the ball, he always looks to use it. He does. Well, he doesn't. He's not looking. Start of the season, he's, he was looking for sort of spectacular passes. He's not doing that yeah. anymore. They're using the ball more efficiently. Yeah. All three midfield players are doing that. So, I, I, I think it's a different question if you say start of next season if we're looking to improve our position just but, in terms of his age but I, he's not going anywhere no and I know that punt, Devon has said not captaincy but I think I don't that plays a big role think, doesn't it I think I think, I think he's a brilliant captain I think he's the most oh. natural captain we've had for some time do you think Andy I don't think he affects games as much as he used to frankly and people can talk about the impact of being captain I think the impact of being captain generally is a little bit overstated by people in England anyway I think you've well, got other natural we, played, we, won, we won four games on the spin in his first four games as captain so people are putting well yeah exactly the results have coincided with him and they also coincided with a load of other factors he's, yeah he's and pick, looking at what you want to see kind of thing and then there's the fact that even apart from him there are other leaders and, and sort of big characters on the pitch now anyway in Luca and in Sake I don't know, but I love punching. He's one of my favourite ever Palace players, but I just think his influence is slightly on the wane. I thought it was actually better in, in some spells on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some good opportunities for him throughout the rest of the, the season to actually show it in, in a slightly less of a sort of pressure cooker situation with hopefully safety secured with a few games to go. Touch, touch wood. Um, I, think I don't know. I, I, I think it will certainly be a position that Allardyce will start looking at. I think if you took the emotion out of it, if you were a neutral, you'd probably wonder why Punchin started, possibly. But I mean, Travis has played. You know, does a captain make that much of a difference? Does um, if you're one nil down, do you look to the captain to 
I or did think uh, when I was playing at my age, it was uh, a lot less to do with the players. It wasn't. There wasn't. Right. There weren't necessarily leaders on the pitch at that point. You look, you look to your manager. You'd change half the players at half time anyway. It was a. It's a bit of a yeah, different ball game. Yeah. I think the professional game in terms of captain's role. So I can really comment on that, but I, I do idea. think it, ha- it does make a difference. Just in a slight way, you need someone that's a leader that can. Everyone goes, "Wow, well, I'm listening to that guy." And from what you hear, people just go. People have often said, "Oh, he's the South London boy. He, he's the guy who should be on the street. He's the street guy yeah. in on the training ground or yeah. whatever." Yeah. And there's stories about how he became captain, why he became captain. If you believe those, then. And coinciding with the string of results you've just had, then maybe it is a good thing. Yeah. And if you moved on, but if you moved on to someone else, would it make a difference? I don't know because there is loads of other factors I could just said that yeah. could have changed things. I think a street. But I do think he has been far less influential yeah. this season and the tail half of last season. Yeah, I don't. It was, it was a couple of seasons ago. It's it not been his absolute best for a while. The street as well. We are. This is the only country that takes captaincy that yeah. seriously. Most other countries, it's the oldest player. And they toss the coin and, and shake hands with the ref at the start. But what Travis says about the well, training he ground is, is one of the oldest players at the moment. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's a fair point. But what, what Travis says about the training ground as well is because you know one of the stories is that Allardyce made him captain so he could impress on newer players what what it meant to represent yeah, Palace like, and what like the club were yeah. like. And from what I can gather on the training pitch, he is. But it's not just him. There are four or five players at the club now that are far more intense in training far more professional for want of a better word uh, yeah. so, so but it's interesting I mean he's obviously really proud of the fact that he's captain but I, I, th- I think the, the honest answer is that if you, if, you, if you want Palace to finish sixth next season you probably would look to replace Punching but again if he's a squad player he'd be a much better squad player than people yeah. that we've that we've currently got yeah. I think maybe I'm a bit idealistic but I really like the idea and even though being captain maybe is a ceremonial role more than anything of a local lad being captain of Palace like I, it, it means a lot I, to I me I don't think it is a ceremonial role for him quite I think for whatever the reasons Allardyce made him captain it's clearly worked yeah. for him without a doubt yeah okay um, next question from Gark Moldberg hi Gark hi Gark uh, he says, are we capable of playing consistently for a whole season or are we consigned to being good for one half and bad for the other? It's a common theme, isn't it? Well, we'll win the league if we play really well all season, won't we? I guess, mm. yeah, more consistently. Well, I think Allardyce said that the Arsenal performance was his best performance ever as a manager mm-hmm. with any team. And I think it's probably the first time I can remember that 90 minutes. We played so well for 90 minutes. But we're still a work in progress. I think the important thing is you start by not by not playing well for 80 minutes and then playing disastrously for the last 10 minutes like we've yeah. been doing for a lot of the season. I don't think there are many clubs, many times you watch a game with any club in the Premier League, you say the team played well from minute one to minute 90. That's the holy grail for most football managers, isn't it? Again? I don't think we're going to be quite as streaky on him anyway as we mm-hmm. were previously. Yeah. I mean, you only got to look at, even in the recent one, which has been great, there was still a bad result there, but it didn't lead to... Uh, you know, ridiculous tailing off and yeah, a sort of eight-game losing streak. It was obviously followed up by an amazing win against Arsenal. So I could see us being the sort of team that you know would win one, draw one, then lose one, win one, draw one, then lose one. And, well, that and is frankly, consistent, isn't it? Frankly, that would be the sort of boring <laughs> normality that I quite like after the ridiculous streaks we had under. Well, that's I mean. The, yeah. it, somebody made a good point. It's not just. It's it's one thing to go a goal behind against Leicester or two goals behind against Leicester and react to that. It's like in the past, going a goal ahead against Arsenal would have been. 
we would have panicked. We wouldn't have known what to do. We would have been defending that. So we react better to that. It's just we seem to be a more adaptable team. We seem to be able to react to different circumstances in a far better way than we have done in the past. Yeah. And you can only assume that's got a lot to do with the, the manager or the yeah. <coughs> or if you prefer the platform that Pardew laid down before Allardyce came in. I mean, Allardyce uh, keeps talking about we tweak the system, we change it for the opposition and stuff, and that's it's clearly it's, it's worked that worked out. Yeah, Allardyce. I don't think he's even bothering to veil his insults now anymore. Is he? It's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, but all the things he's it. saying about the previous regime are things that we've said on this podcast yeah, no, before absolutely. in terms yeah. of fitness, yeah, organisation, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. you know, keeping keeping reflecting the point and all that. Yeah. Doing the absolute basics that just got completely ignored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Okay, um, David Manley. Hi, David. David. Uh, says, why can't I accept that we're almost certainly safe, despite all the maths telling us that we have no more than a one percent chance of likely going down? Because you're a Palace fan. Same thing. <laughs> because and because of older. Oh. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's true. I was there. Yeah, I was there. You, you, you lot. Kicking, no, we've, I've heard about it. You, you know, lot I've heard kicking a lot about, about it. it. It's fine for you oh, lot kicking about in a womb, relaxing, floating about. Do you know what? This is the this, this will be the flip side of a Leicester fan now. Yeah. Every single season, expecting oh, to win no, the league. No. Yeah, good point. Is that anomalous? No, I think all football fans. There is no logic to thinking that we're going to go down. So I wouldn't even say it out loud. But I've got every confidence that we won't. But we're not. We're safe. But the thing is, in football, like crazy stuff happens. Leicester won the league last season. Teams still yeah, can go down. The, I know it's thirty-five yeah, points do, a lot. Would, at this stage, of this, if if there was two games to go and we had to lose both games and someone had to win both games, you go, well, that could happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, the way our home form is going, which is really good at the moment, there's no logic to saying we're going to suddenly lose to uh, Burnley and Hull. There's no logic to say we, we've. You know, everyone talked about. Ah, oh, we've got such a difficult run in. We've got to play the top six. We've beaten two of them already. Yeah, <laughs> we've yeah, already yeah. got our six bonus points. Yeah. If you if you look at you know Liverpool have lost. Yeah, you know, Liverpool drew against Bournemouth at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. They've lost to Sunderland at Anfield. You know. Yeah. So there's no reason to think we can't pick up a point or two in those hmm. in those games. Hopefully, Man United will be in the in the Europa League finals so, and not able to qualify for the Champions League any other way. Yeah. City's season will be over one way or another. So. But yeah, it's because the Palace fans. Yeah, simple as that. And I can't wait. I mean, it's what's Swansea play on Saturday, and then we play three times before Swansea play again. Yeah. So with any luck, it, we, by the time Swansea lose to Man United at Old Trafford, we got a question. Swansea, you can't. It's it's not like there are in, in years gone by. There's, there's always been a team that's been sort of cast adrift, and then a couple of other teams. But it's not. They're just not decent. There's no logic to thinking that Swansea is suddenly going to win. Hmm. They've had their bounce off Clement. Hull will keep shipping goals and losing games. So there's no Sunderland have, have gone full stop. So there's no logic to suddenly thinking, oh, it's really tight down there. There's five or six teams that, that could go down. Also, we're above Bournemouth. We're only points behind other teams with games in hand. So they got one point from Hull, yeah. Bournemouth, Watford, mm. and Borough, West right. Ham, and West Ham yeah. as well. It's effectively an eight-point gap on them. Yeah. When you take yeah. into account goal difference with a game in hand, it's, it's just, yeah, and they're not—they're not very good. They look completely bereft of confidence. They're not scoring goals. They're, I think they're down. They've essentially got to score. They've got to win three games mm-hmm. without us getting a point, despite having not looked like winning one game. Yeah, and also, and also the other thing as well, Clement as well. 
personally th- saying the worst thing you could possibly say which is saying out loud it's a must win game against yeah. Stoke yeah. the amount of pressure that puts on the, <laughs> yeah, well, it puts, the amount of pressure that puts on the fans and the players just saying out loud we have to win that game yeah. or in trouble so I hate when managers do that why would you do that Allardyce did it before the Stoke uh, Swansea home game didn't he back in yeah. which we lost I hate, I hate it when managers do that um, well, say it to your players if you want but don't say it to the crowd don't say it Liers has said um, is 35 points enough and I will add on to that if not, what do you think is this season? I, I think I was clutching at stores a little bit back in January, going. I think thirty-four will be enough. I think, I think thirty-five probably is enough. I think thirty-eight will definitely be enough. It's Allardyce's magic number, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I don't see any reason why. I know you said a couple of weeks ago you treated that you thought we'd get forty points, and people took exception to that. I, I think we can get yeah. forty points. I yeah, think. probably will. we could do now. Yeah. I, I, I think it's we should be looking towards the teams above us rather than yeah on current form. Yeah. I think thirty six will keep you safe. Yeah, and the goal difference I, is I think massive. We'll massive. Yeah. Finish on forty one points. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there is there is one thing you can you can say that if we're praising Pardew, you can say that even when we were losing games, we were scoring a lot of goals. So mm-hmm. our, our goal difference is partly down to a legacy. From him, mm-hmm. and partly down to the fact we stopped conceding goals. But that, you yeah. know, our goal difference is always a factor, even under Pardew. But it does make a big difference because it's it's not enough for Swansea to win two games. They've got to win. And essentially, got to win. Yeah, yeah. It's well, they've either got to win. They've either got Swansea have either got to win two, draw two, or they've got to win three. And it's hard to see them yeah. doing that. Okay, DMF seventy three. Okay, DMF has said if and in brackets and when we stay up this season. What is the biggest lesson we should take into next season? Well, we've already said it once. Don't respect the point. Uh-huh. That we, we would had we approached a few games earlier this season in a more mature manner, we would have ended up probably one point better off than we are now, mm. and Swansea would be two points worse off than they are now, and we'd probably not even be having to worry mm. quite as much. Similarly, you know, there, there would have been that point at, at Burnley. There were any number of instances where Hull, Hull as well. Yeah. Um, any number of instances where we just went for it a bit too much mm-hmm. and it's just you know it's been Allardyce's mantra throughout you keep a clean sheet you're probably going to win at worst you're getting a point yeah. and if you do that over the course of a season you get your 38 points and you average the point a game you stand up yeah which is really yeah. boring but it's the way you've well, got to it approach is, but it but it's not boring in the way that Pulis is because that's the thing is that the football we're watching isn't. you can't say that we're watching boring football at the moment to be perfectly no. fair I'm not saying that Allardyce won't revert to type next season but He's, he's being allowed to the, the secret if you want the one thing we have to do is buy better players that's the secret to which it. is what be, we did in January is be, be fit and buy better players than the ones we got and then you'll probably improve your yeah. your situation people have always said that about Allardyce though but whoever's been his attacking outlets at the clubs he's been at he's with West Ham we've got no mm. star star he's, he's had well, JJ Cotter yeah, yeah. at Bolton he had yeah. Defoe last season yeah. Yeah. this season he's got Goodbye, you can be magic going forward when he turns it on, which yeah. he's proved in recent games. Yeah. He's got Zaha, he's got Townsend, he's got Benteke. It's almost just like, yeah. do what you want, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. You, you'll be able to create something. Yeah. He said before he thinks he's inherited one of the best squads yeah. he's ever inherited. And improved so it's, it. he's improved the defensive side of it and he knows the attacking thing's going to come naturally. Yeah. In the past few games, I've noticed Zaha, it's almost like he's given him a free role because mm. he's been... Even though they've had the wingers, Townsend stuck to whichever wing he's been instructed to play on. Zaha drifts inside a lot more. Yeah, it just feels like this whole thing about Allardyce playing this very defensive game, which he does. 
is all well and good, but it means it will tighten up our defence and we've got enough attacking talent there that will still be able to naturally counter-attack because they're naturally good attacking players. Yeah. And it's not just like you're relying on one guy to get you a goal or one guy to do a yeah. bit of magic. Yeah. <laughs> we've actually got a decent squad on paper. But there's a difference between being organised defensively and playing defensively. Mm-hmm. You know, away to Chelsea, you're going to have to be Play defensively. Play defensively, but you, you, and it was you have to be well six, six at the back at times. Yeah, it? but it was it wasn't chaos. It wasn't panic stations. It was well organised defence, and it was it was. And then when well we attacked, we still had enough bodies up yeah. there, and yeah. we still, you know, Ben Teke, the cheeky. It just felt I mean, Pardew. We knew Pardew said that's how he wanted to play. That he wanted to be swashbuckling. He wanted to be on the front foot. And if, if that happens, one you know, if, if once a season you lose to Swansea five four. But around that, you you've got games where you win three two and you win four three. That's fine. But when you're bookending it with you know the Burnley result and the yeah. whole result and the other results, it's like I just feel a bit like Partey was just a bit sort of naive and Allardyce is just a bit, bit sort of mature in how he approaches it. It's just a better manager. It's more experienced manager. He's, he's more experienced at that level. I think he's started to enjoy himself at Palace. I love the way he's talking about Glad all over and celebrating at the end. Yeah, and like Travis says. It's you know, Allardyce, there's nowhere else for Allardyce to go he's not going to get a big job in on the continent so he might as well stay and enjoy himself and build something here and, and it's he is playing with better players than he's had for a long time at a league club OK well that reminds me then because this is a question that we asked in at the start of Allardyce's reign which was come the end of the season if we stay up and things were looking OK how long would you want Allardyce to stay? I'm guessing you guys might be a bit more sort of positive to him staying more longer term now I'd yeah. How long was the contract he signed originally? Two and a half Two years. And a half I years. Think. We've had a succession of managers, not Warnock, who at the start of their reign, you'd go, Look, I hope this is going to be the manager that stays with us for three, four years and builds something. And I'll say the same about Allardyce, but except I've probably got more faith in him being able to do that than those other managers being able to do that. I think he can attract better players to the club. Uh, he clearly has been proven thinking. that already. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. 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 And also the club have proven that they're willing to pay the asking price for Milivojevic. We didn't haggle over that. We gave him the bonus for keeping us up. Yeah. It, it's clear that he's been thinking about the infrastructure, about wanting to improve the club all the way through. The training staff he's brought in, it, it, simple things that he's improved on the training. So I don't see any logic of saying, looking at the way we've played recently, why would you say, well, let's get another manager in next year and move on? Who who are we going to get in? Kirby Lee, no. Redknapp, what are you going to... What? <laughs> I, don't get, I just don't Take get it. Why it no. you, if he wants to stay... I agree. Why, why, cause it, and the fact is, it's not like... Pulis, I'll always have the, the utmost respect for Pulis, but Pulis had to cut his cloth according to his needs. Pulis had to play a certain amount, a certain style of football. And as we know, as Keith Millen told us, if, we, if our percentage, the possession stats went over 30%, Pulis did his nut, because that's yeah. how he thought was the only way we could play and win games. It's not It's not like that anymore. We're not. I don't know if I can ever respect for Pulis after what he did, though. Well, no, but in terms of what in he did for us, as, as yeah, yeah. keeping us up, which was, with hindsight, is a remarkable. It thing. was a but good you job. Look yeah. at the, and I think. Even I doubted Allardyce. There was a couple of times, certainly around the Sunderland result, when you think, "Oh, maybe it's too much for him." Or, but just look at the way we play football. It's not. These are not streaky wins. These are not. These and everything he has said so in terms of it will take me a while to get the fitness up. Uh, yeah, take yeah. Me to get, has all come true. So yeah. if if he's saying the right things about next season or whatever, then in a way you kind of has to believe he's it. Almost like he's a good football doing. manager. Well, that's yeah. exactly. He's he's football 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 football. Football. Well, there's even articles praising the fact that he's been the first one to properly find weaknesses in that Chelsea five-man defence that people have struggled yeah, to see yeah, this yeah, season. Yeah, people yeah. have praised him on that. 
Pardew would never have done that. But he yeah, probably would have scored yeah. four goals, but it would <laughs> have been seven. because yeah, but yeah, not a, but, but part seventeen. Yeah, Allardyce came to the launch of the uh, Foundation Palace for Life thing last week. Spoke really eloquently. Mm-hmm. Spoke really well about a club's place in the community. Spoke about Palace being the sort of working class club that he prefers to be at. Spoke yeah. about making the players aware of their responsibilities. He's he's somebody who's clearly happier in his own skin than he has been for a while. So there are ten clubs in the Premier League. If you offered them. She offered Bournemouth Allardyce instead of Eddie Howe. I reckon a lot of Bournemouth fans would take that as well. There was a lot of clubs in the Premier League. Every single club that gets promoted would say, yeah, yeah. we'll have Allardyce as our manager. Well, Allardyce and so, Pugh, yeah. so you want if you go up, there's the two managers. And- yeah. Allardyce kept that, that Sunderland team that are going down was kept up by Allardyce last year. Yeah. Almost exactly the same team, man for man. So why would you, why would you say, well, let's get rid of Allardyce because he's not up to the job? Okay, I agree. I, agree. I totally agree. Um, final few questions then from Jason Hughes. Hi, Jason. Jason. He says, "Will Enders ever visit the JCIS website, or will he continue to give us hope, ultimately letting us down, effectively disappointing us with false promises?" That's where he is now. Sometimes he's doing a site visit. Yeah, yeah. Good. How, did that, how does he know he hasn't? That's sinister. He know I don't yet? know. He's that. I don't know. Maybe he's got access to Ender's web history. No one's got access to Ender's web history. There is a second. I know that for a fact. He's he's got the shortcut on the Safari browser on his laptop. I'll I'll have you know. I'll have you know. I don't even know if I want to ask. Does he know that you know? Don't know. I don't know if I want to ask the the follow-up question, but it says, second question, other than Palace-related websites, what are your favourite websites and why? Street, you mentioned one last week. What was that? Oh, I think that got cut. <laughs> oh, did it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so. uh, okay, fair enough. Um, okay. Well, I'm a big fan. Is a uh, <laughs> this is going to sound a trifle fay? I'm a big. There's an Anne Boleyn website that I'm a big fan of. <laughs> Not what I was expecting. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, it's my favourite. As you know, I'm passionate about history. It's my uh, very favourite history and archaeology. is my very favourite thing. But okay. Henry, VIII, Henry VIII from Anne Boleyn's but so there's a Heva Carson. Yeah. I grew up near that, so. Yeah, she wasn't born now. No, but you know, yeah. still. I'm good, I'm glad you accepted she wasn't born now. I don't care. Do you know what she's born? That's, that's the trouble with this country. That's why we had in Britain. <laughs> you can talk, you thought Greg Ryan was from Oliver Twist. No, I didn't. I was made, I called you a Greg Ryan. I didn't imply that that Greg Ryan was from Oliver Twist. Huh. Anyway. It's because you don't care about history of this country. I do. Like oh, so where was she born then? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. She's born in Cambridge. Cambridge, Cambridge yeah. Cambridge, yeah. <laughs> Um, Fascinating one. Did she get beheaded? Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she did. She got beheaded, yeah, by a Martian with a pitchfork. Wow. Yeah, she got... Yeah, she She got got beheaded, yes, but it wasn't because Henry VIII got bored of her, so don't start me on that. Okay, let's move on to our final question. Let's move on. Actually, one of them, I can't remember. Um... How many, wa- how many wives did Henry do it for? Eight. Six. <laughs> <laughs> a few. He had a few. He had quite a few. Did you do that on purpose? Uh, moving on. Next no, question is from... Next question is from Patrick Stevens. Hi, Patrick. Patrick. He says, due to his track record of saving lost causes, should Big Sam become manager of the Labour Party? <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Has somebody dragged him off the allotment yet, Corbyn? Is he? That'd be great. I wouldn't mind. That'd be Corbyn. Yeah, Sam. Well, he's, a, he's a Labour supporter by all accounts. Yeah, there you go. That's interesting. I think even he would struggle. You'd have to take over right at the start of the season, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. 
be too late now. It'd be, it'd it'd be a big turnaround. It'd be a big turnaround before the snap general election, <laughs> which Theresa May promised you would never ever call. Yeah, she did. And he'd need some good MPs in the January MP transfer. <laughs> if we get a few in, get Diane Abbott out, get yeah. a few foreign, yeah, get yeah, a couple yeah. of French communists. Yeah, 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 like yeah, a few yeah. massive lads in the front bench. <laughs> <laughs> Just to stare across. Just a bit of experience, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. You and a Sabri, I'm going to have you. Get a Serbian lad in, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's thank a good you. question. It is a good question. Yeah. Thank you for your questions, everyone. Uh, after break, we're going to be previewing uh, a trip to Liverpool on Sunday. Welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Hey. Six wives. Yeah. Here we had six wives. Yeah, six wives. Welcome to the History Podcast with Five Year Plan. Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for all your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. And that's Vector Willer. K. K. Correct. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I surely will. Very nice. Um, Using my dad's short comp. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Liverpool on I bet his password's David Bowie, isn't it? That's chasing, oh yes. That's nice. <laughs> fat white fat dog. Fat white dog. <laughs> <laughs> 65. <laughs> okay. There was uh, a story actually when he went to DJ somewhere in Barcelona and they didn't have enough space on the board so it just said the fat white. <laughs> <laughs> also apt. <laughs> right. Uh, Liverpool away on Sunday. Um, Mike Benz has got a question related to that. Hi, Hi Mike. Mike. He says, will we cope okay without Sacco at Liverpool? Probably not. No, uh, probably. Um, I'm I can't. I'm not going to go into that expecting anything from it. I think we'll lose quite comfortably, actually. Yeah. Well, because of not because of not no, having Saka. It's not because of not having Saka. Just it's the it's, fact that you kind of the mentality of going into these stringer games that we're going into, thinking we need to get a game. It's almost like I think the team might possibly not relax. It's Liverpool. And it's, 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 it's home to Palace. Not the sort of game Liverpool traditionally sort of will slip up in. Certainly this, this season. season. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think know. you have to look at it as another free hit. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. it's an, if something happens, it happens. Yeah. yeah, it's a bonus. I, I'd be really interested to see what he does in terms of the defence because I'm assuming Tompkins won't be fit. fit. Dan certainly was, won't be fit. So it, it, it might be that he trusts Kelly and Delaney. Mm-hmm. Might have to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't see how he. Well, I don't see who he'd put in as a three. It might be a more defensive performance. You'd assume Van Arnholt will start ahead of. If Hardy was still the manager, I'd be scared that we would completely goals. No matter who the defence is, understand with the organisation that he puts into every team he's ever been at. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think we'll get a walk time we're not going to be yeah Yeah, I think Liverpool fans will be going well obviously Ben Teke will score against us so I think I mean defensively they I mean they they struggle to break West Brom down Mm -hmm. yeah I think we will sit deeper than we have done recently yeah but you have to go back to the perform. you know this is a team that lost to Swansea at home exactly well this is my point the team that drew to Bournemouth that actually Uh, maybe it's more of than a free hit it is a game that we could Get something, get something from even without Sacco. No, I don't think. I don't, I don't think it's, it's not. I think having got the six points against Chelsea and Arsenal, you can kind of relax against this and go fine. This free hit. Yeah. Well, it is a little bit, and then we got. I think the Tottenham game is going to be even more difficult. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. then we've got Burnley, Hull, Man United, Man City. Yeah. You know, Man United's record at Old Trafford. In yeah. terms, of, I mean, they played really well against Chelsea. 
They draw most of the games. Just, can, just on the defence though, Martin Kelly, I know we sort of touched him, on him earlier, um, and he hasn't played that many games recently, but he has looked, for a man that's been out for a while, well, he's looked pretty good, hasn't he? I, I meant to say when Streety said earlier, but yeah, he's played well, but not he's not as improved as Townsend. I think Ward, Joel Ward has also really improved. Mm-hmm. Again, what's interesting is whether you see you know, Kelly without Sacco, whether he's got enough confidence now, whether Allardyce has persuaded him that he is a good, also ex-Liverpool player. So yeah. it might be that he says to, to Kelly, you've got to step up and be the the, the, the centre-back, the, the lead centre-back. But you, you do worry about that with Delaney because Liverpool are mobile up front. Yeah. They haven't got a, a sort of out and out. If they still had Andy Carroll up front, he'd be less worried. Yeah. But they don't play with a sort of out and out. Certainly not an out and out sort of number nine. So that's a bit of a worry. It's going to be a big job. That sort of front four or five for Liverpool, uh, the Coutinho, Firmino, uh, and that lot. It's going to be a job for the defensive midfielders, isn't it? It's going to be a Luca and Kabai well, well, big it, game for them. Well, it is. But at the same at the same time, I'd like to see Townsend and Zaha take Milner on. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't think at centre back Lucas. If Lucas plays, he's not. I think Milivojevic can boss him in midfield. Their centre back Matip is not that good. So I think, I think we can score goals up there without yeah. a doubt. I think the Tottenham game is probably arguably going to be the hardest game of the season. Mm-hmm. But one I'm really looking forward to. Oh yeah, um, but just <laughs> just on that Six then. Six wives. Just <laughs> fair point. Uh, Julian Chenry. The first one was oh, divorced, despite what the. Divorce beheaded died. Divorce beheaded divorced. So what happened? Yeah, it was annulled. Okay, that's all right. Fine. <laughs> Julian Jennery. Hi, Julian. It's, it's has, a very different thing as well. Has great. Well, it has, was in, hi, Julian. In terms of uh, oh, mid 16th century socio politics, mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Julian says, "Which of the this is leading on to what you're saying about and just uh, as a matter of contract. Can you stop talking? Yeah. Yeah. What you're saying about the Tottenham game? <laughs> which of the next? Which of next week's three games in six days? Uh, do we sacrifice by playing the reserves? Ooh. Is that something we should do in any game, any of them? Do we have any reserves? Uh, no, <laughs> no. Yeah, Jordan Much, he can come back. I don't. Mm, no. Knowing Julian, I'd say he's slightly tongue in cheek with uh, that okay. question. Um, it's, it's a busy schedule, though, isn't it? Yeah, but it is for all teams. I mean, it's, it's basically for some bizarre reason. There's hardly any games over Easter, and now it's all crammed into the next couple of weeks. We uh, our squad still isn't as deep as you'd want it to be it's better than it has been mm-hmm. uh, I, I suppose arguably without Sacco then Liverpool basically yeah. but I don't think it's a case of saying we should rest players against Tottenham in order to beat Burnley no if I think we can do Julian's employing no well I think just because it's a busy schedule but you know we've got the sort of squad at the moment that can take on these teams anyway I think they're looking fitter they're looking more organised yeah. like yes it's a busy period and we looked a bit tired after the Chelsea game at Southampton but we can recover I think yeah but well, the Chelsea game was 10 extra minutes with two yeah. centre backs missing so yeah. yeah ok cool alright well I think that probably wraps up our previews I'm not going to ask you for score predictions because since we stopped doing 3-0. that 3-0 <laughs> God I hate you to Liverpool uh, we started doing better so uh, oh. that's it thank you <laughs> yeah, but now I predict that we'll lose yeah I yeah. might just cut that bit anyway. Oh. Thanks for being here. How Kevin? much stuff do you cut afterwards? Not a lot, to be honest. Oh. It's too much too much work. Uh, Travis, Kevin? You're cheers, welcome. Cheers, Andy? Thanks, Always yeah. a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <Good day. laughs> uh, thank I you for your... I want to go see if Ed's bizarre bets against the, the Leicester game have come off the... 
the, the Atletico, all corner and the Atletico score get a corner at each corner in both halves could happen um, thank you for listening thank you for your questions don't forget to check out the uh, auction for the Andy Johnson shirt and boots and Sean Derry shirt on, uh, on Twitter <laughs> go to twitter.com slash FYP fanzine get involved it ends on Friday and the money goes to uh, the Croydon Tram Victims uh, Fund and Robert E. Memorial Fund so get involved uh, that's it thanks for listening we'll see you next week bye bye, bye. see It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Podcast Network.